Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio with your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, and today, of course, is March the 14th, 2014. So, Julie, welcome back to our show. Thank you very much. Always good to be here. Yep. And so today is Friday, and like every Friday, we focus on answering your toughest real estate questions. And what we do is we pull together questions that we heard during this week's free coaching calls. Uh, we uh, hold uh, pull out calls that maybe are questions that maybe came in through email. Any place that we come across you guys where you had a real estate question, a real estate coaching-related question, we jot those down and we address a bulk of those on today's show. Now, remember, we will rarely use your name um, in saying, you know, Bill from Ohio asked this question, but instead we just sort of cover with uh, broad strokes all the questions that you guys seem to be focused on. And I have to say, and this is wonderful to hear and wonderful to experience, that so many of you are really anticipating your best years ever in real estate. And you know what? I think that's absolutely going to be true. If you've been listening to us for any length of time, you know that we are strong believers that we are in the first year of what will be a seven-year cycle of ever-improving markets. There will be in some markets what feels very much like the boom. There's no doubt that if you are in, say, for example, Austin, Texas, um, or if you're in certain parts of, I mean, really, there's many, many different markets around the country that are booming right now, where literally there are not enough homes for all the buyers. There's more demand by, you know, five buyers for every one seller. That is the very definition of a booming market. So, guys, pay attention. You are absolutely positively at the, at the early stages. And I'll put it another way. You are in the right place at the right time. Make sure you're taking the right actions. So, Julie, coaching calls that you experienced this past week, and then we'll get to some of the questions that I wrote down. So anything that you want to share with us from your schedule, any sure. uh, coaching-related yeah. experiences that you think our absolutely. listeners would benefit from? Well, you know, we've been talking a lot about the value in becoming a listing agent versus a buyer's agent, and I've been getting a lot of questions from agents who have been introspective, and the questions have been centering on becoming better at pricing. So we've been talking a lot about how do you go about being great at pricing, and, and what's come up is that many times agents will lose a listing you know, as in it's competitive, lost out to another agent who took the listing because they're not as confident as they could have been on pricing. And, you know, when you really get down to it, unless you sold a ton of houses, let's say you did 12 transactions last year. Maybe you've only seen, I don't know, 40 or 50 houses to get that done total, and they're all over your city probably in different price ranges. So how do you build confidence in pricing? And I always suggest, number one, next time your CE credit is, do go take an appraisal class boring as that is it's going to help you secondly to do lots of bpos get paid to earn we have a bpo cash flow class where we teach how to do that and third as you're becoming a powerful listing agent always preview prior to that appointment because now you can say during the appointment by the way i took this afternoon to view all of the homes competing with yours so that i would be very clear on how to advise you regarding pricing I'm curious, have any other agents mentioned to you that they previewed all of the competition? 
So there's well, ways exactly. to combat fear of pricing. And, you know, sometimes we forget, because you and I have sold so many houses and coached forever, it's easy to forget, you know, what it took to get there. So I always kind of reel myself in as a coach and say, hey, you know what? There's three or four ways that you can really get good at this. And it's amazing that the uh, amount of confidence that that gives an agent when they not only have seen it in the MLS, it's one thing to look at a few pictures. It's another thing to actually go to the house and take some notes and bring it over to the seller and say, you know, this house looks like it would be a comp for your house, but let me tell you, I went in it today, and it's a disaster in there. But this house or here, the you know, they've done – or the opposite, right? And yeah. you can speak from experience. That's one way to easily compete because most agents don't do it. They won't take the time. And meanwhile, you're filling your brain with lots of great pricing information and experience. You may even run into a seller when you're previewing whose home is about to expire, and you'll end up with that listing. So lots of hidden benefits here. Yeah, you know, and that's definitely a good, valid point because really at the end of the day, pricing is critical. So some, there's some strategies, though. Some of you are going to come across sellers that have properties that are really strange to price. They're not typical. They're not mm -hmm. normal. Not They're not a subdivision. They're not, not cookie cutter. Uh, a, yeah, they're not cookie cutter. There's not an easy way to do it like there is in most subdivisions. And a nice little strategy for those of you who face those types of listings is simply going to be offer the seller the opportunity to have the house professionally appraised. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, some cases appraisals are very expensive. So tell the seller that you'll reimburse him for the cost of the appraisal at closing and then leave and tell the seller, so listen, we'll just leave the appraisal on the kitchen counter so any prospective buyers can come by and know that they're essentially not going to overpay or frankly you're not going to allow the house to be undersold for you know based on the appraisal so uh, yeah having there's no shame in that the by property, the way that's that's just yeah. smart you know i remember you right. and i were called once to uh, it was a thousand acre farm with all kinds of different trees on it they had a sawmill yep. on it they had like their own home you know, there's no – and that was after we had sold a 1,000 houses, and still we were stymied by exactly how to come up with a reasonable, accurate value. So it makes sense, especially on weird stuff, to suggest the appraisal route. That way both you and the homeowner can be very confident. That's right. But really, for the most part, most of you are just going to be listing essentially what are amount to subdivision houses. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the things that – you know, along the pricing conversation, a lot of the things that – folks do to houses thinking that it's going to increase value really doesn't really virtually nothing right. increases the value of a house sometimes like they can detract yeah yeah, yeah exactly. what you're looking at. you know and i was actually it's interesting that you bring up the whole pricing thing julie because that is a recurring theme that we're having with coaching clients who basically don't quite have it in their heads if they've been doing short sales for a while that you know what i better be pricing these houses correctly because they're so used to being able to dictate price in terms of the sellers because right. the sellers mm -hmm. really didn't care because it was a short sale you know, but you guys, if you never learned how to price property, that really is a critical skill um, for, for no other reason that if you go in there and obviously tell a seller a price and, you know, you think you're right about the price and it's substantially lower than what the three or four other agents that they've spoken to, what they have told them, well, you're not going to get that listing, right? Or the opposite mm -hmm. is true, too. If you go in there and tell that seller a higher price because you're, you know, maybe you're not doing it intentionally of trying to buy the listing, but you end up, you know, quote-unquote, buying the listing, convincing they the They will always blame you for that, by the way. <laughs> That's right. It's, and, you know, yeah, it's so your fault. All, you didn't do your research. Pricing is absolutely critical. So there are a lot of other things that come up during our free coaching calls that we do. And, um, you know, here's the thing. All of you should be requesting a free coaching call. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. 
free coaching calls for agents.com. Julie and I have decided to keep ourselves in the roster of, eight, of uh, coaches you can choose from to schedule your free coaching call for the rest of this month. So I believe that both of us have open spots over the next couple of weeks. So go to free coaching calls for agents.com. So, Julie, I'll tell you another thing that I've been seeing. And I've, I've experienced just a whole rush of folks that are, in one way or another, getting back in the business. So maybe they've had active licenses for the past five or seven years, but they haven't been active themselves. Or maybe their life situation has changed, and now they're having to actually take real estate seriously. And a lot of these guys are – or, you know, the other group, big group we see is people that are relatively new to real estate – having previously had professional careers and, and something else, and they're coming to the industry and they're saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, frankly, how easy this is compared to my competition. I, I just don't even understand, you know, how agents mm-hmm. with such low skill or whatnot could even have <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. So they see it as easy pickings. So there's all mm-hmm. kinds of interesting little challenges that you guys are having. You realize that this is a huge opportunity. Many of you realize that buying buyer leads really is not a good use of your time and certainly not your money. So you're deciding that you want to be listing agents, and you're deciding that you, and you, you want to take action. You're ready to kick some butt. So you just don't know where to start. That's a, I'd say that's probably encapsulated. I'd say it's a common theme too, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, a, what would you say, 90% of your free coaching yeah, calls? Yeah, absolutely. That? Yeah. So, Julie, I'll ask you. You get somebody on the phone. They're asking essentially uh, you know, a derivative of that question. How do they start? What do you tell them? Well, the first thing is I need to understand as a coach what it is specifically that they're trying to accomplish. Everybody will say the same thing, I want to earn more money in real estate. Never had anybody come to the call saying I want to earn less. Okay, It's always <laughs> I want to do more, I want to do better, I want to move forward, I want to get to the next level, whatever the case may be. So we have to define that because where we go on the call is different if you're going from 50 deals to 75 or 200 to 250 versus, you know, I had a call this week where, you know, she had a series of very strange broker experiences. She came into the office once and her broker literally disappeared. No office, no desks, no chairs, no receptionist. That's it. Broker just disappeared on her. So in her case, she had done maybe three transactions. Two of them were still pending. She was just getting going. So I think it's important that you recognize the difference in coaching. Some coaching companies will just give you the same cookie-cutter sort of spiel no matter what you're trying to do, right? So I'll try and find out what it is you're trying to accomplish, and then we decide from there. My other questions are always, where have your transactions come from? What are you spending yep, in terms of lead any, generation? Right? Assuming you've had right. some. You know, what are you currently doing or trying to do to create revenue for yourself? Because some agents have so many things that they're trying and throwing out there. You know, they've got some kind of, like, uh, cosmic postcard, magic way to find people that are going to probably move this month, that kind of thing. Um, the sometimes the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, some the, of them, it, it, yeah. It, it's under the category of witchcraft and alchemy. <laughs> exactly. Also, somewhat under that category is the spend three hours a day on Facebook method of trying to generate yeah. leads. Um, and others of them have been dabbling at things like expired and FISBO. So I kind of like to to see what their perspective is first because everybody's different, and it also is based on market and their personality style. So I try and assess all that in the – it sounds like a very fast assessment, but after over 100,000 coaching calls, I think you and I are both good at taking that snippet if we ask good questions. And in five or ten minutes, we can kind of get the gist of who they are, where they live, what they've been doing, what their strengths and weaknesses are. 
And then from there, we look at, all right, where are you now versus where you want to be, and what are the five or six steps to implement at a super high level as soon as humanly possible in order to jumpstart and, as you like to say, strap rocket boosters to your business in the fastest, easiest, most efficient way possible. And we also try and keep it least expensive way. You know, the, all those things. And, and the other thing that I know both of us look for, and we, we train all of our other coaches who are doing free coaching calls to ask the same question, is we look to see if you guys have ever been successful at anything before. Yes. Really important, actually. Yeah, it is. Now, so why is that important, Julie? Well, because, you know, what pops to mind is because this time is just like that time, okay? I mean, that, that's kind of the, the snippet of coaching for you. We find that when you have figured out, whether that was in school or sports or in life, how to be really successful at something, it actually, there's a psychological term for it called transference. It's a, it's a real thing. And what, what that says is that you can apply that same process in your brain, in your actions, that you did for whatever that was. And it doesn't have to be, although we've certainly had students and have students in this category, it doesn't have to be an Olympic sport, although we've had people pass through and one of our coaches is a past Olympic athlete. Um, but it can be something as simple as, you know, I'm a really great piano player. I spent lots of time and hours practicing and learning and taking lessons. I was coachable learning piano. Or it could be something completely unrelated. Maybe you are a world-rated soccer player. could be many, many different things. Maybe you were a top sales executive at your previous job. We can relate what you did. Because then the next question is, how did that happen? Because I guarantee you, you didn't just roll out of bed and find that success. Well, it wasn't you know, because always, you just said you would do it. You actually took action steps to do it. Go ahead. The thing I always look for, too, is I always look to see if they've actually been successful at earning money in the past. If one yeah, of you guys absolutely. are – yeah, this is – frankly, these are the best uh, coaching clients. You know, I had a new, a new coaching client sign up with me yesterday, and uh, the conversation was something like along the lines of he's always been successful, but he had a year where he personally made a million dollars. That's all wow, I had awesome. here to know. Yeah, yep. I mean, he was in Florida. He'd made a He'll million dollars to him. He'll be fine. Exactly. He, so once you guys, if you've had success in the past, even if the past, as Julie said, all the way back in high school, you were And even if it's unrelated to business, too. You know, oh, totally. It doesn't matter. many categories. Be, because all we have to do is, I've had people that on our free coaching calls before that we did have to go back, you know, sometimes 20, 30 years, to the last time where they felt really successful. And then you ask questions like, okay, well, what, you know, when you were that track star, you win, won that swimming competition or whatever it was, what led to that result? What led to that success? And then they'll start telling you, well, I had to practice every day. Mm -hmm. I had to do things I didn't want to do when I didn't want to do them. I had a coach. I listened to directions. I did a certain da-da-da-da. So I then the question is, Right, I was disciplined, I was focused on that particular goal. You know, yes, I was okay with other things in my life being out of balance because I was focusing on accomplishing that specific goal. So then the next question obviously was, okay, well, how is this different? And now, some of you guys listening right now, you're having your own little epiphanies. You're realizing realizing on your own that, you know what, it isn't any different. And yes, if you have had success at any level in your life in the past, which, by the way, all of you had, you can reconnect with that if you're honest with yourself that you just didn't happen into the success. You had to work for it. Something that you were really proud of took time. 
Real estate's the same way. You know, we did an interview with uh, Pat Hyben, more of a, I call it a friendly conversation with Pat Hyben earlier this week. You guys got to go back and listen to that. And I love the answer to this question. The question I asked, I said, so Pat, why is it that so many, you know, this wasn't the exact question, but you guys get the gist of it. Why is it so many agents are really suckers for all these silver bullet, Mickey Mouse bullshit, you know, instant make money programs that so many people are schlepping nowadays? And he said, well, it's because it's easier to, it's, it's not easy to sell hard work. And you know what? He's right. <laughs> so true. But it's the only honest answer. It's the only yeah. honest thing that we – anybody who's successful at anything, guys, they have not found some secret sauce or they have not – it's a series They're of – They're not cheating. Uh, they, you know, yeah. they weren't born with it in most cases. <laughs> but I it's mean, I remember hard when, work. I remember now this was 20 years ago or 20 more than 20 years ago now. But when Julie and I sold 100 houses our first year in real estate, well, we had uh, the Ohio Division of Real Estate, a guy down there that we'd gotten to know, who told us, that we had so many agents that would turn us in for the different things that we were doing, so many complaints that were filed, all of which because they thought that we were doing something illegal because the way we were able to you know, essentially list and sell so many houses so quick. And he, we actually went down there for some licensing stuff one day and met up with a guy, and he showed us the file. And we didn't, he didn't allow us to read what the other agents had said, but he told us the gist of it was, it was these were agents that basically didn't understand how we were able to be so successful so fast. And the way that we were able to be so successful so fast was the exact same way we're telling you guys to do it, which is perfectly legal, which is perfectly ethical, which you can emulate in any market, in any price range, and you can, frankly, get into action immediately and start make, making money. But you will be facing challenges. You will be facing headwinds from your competition. You will be facing a lot of... Raised eyebrows, but that is normal. That is natural, just like you did back when you were the one that was practicing relentlessly to you know, win the music competition or win the swimming, the swimming meet. You had to make sacrifices that other people weren't willing to make. You had to do things that other people weren't willing to do when other people weren't willing to do them. Same skill. You've done it before. You can do it again. So we're going to pick up where we left off. It would be fun if some of you guys could call in today. Um, and the call-in phone number is 347-857-1195. We're going to take a very, very quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to get back to your toughest real estate questions answered. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you're asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach, not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching, However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. 
it just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. Okay, we are back. All right, so... (laughs) Julie and I were chatting during break, and we were talking about some other questions we want to cover. And, you know, there's some perennial topics that we always like to talk about because, really, you guys seem to always like to talk about them on your free coaching calls. And here's something else that that comes up 99.9% of the time on our free coaching calls. And it's some form of this. And it's probably something all of you guys have floating around in your heads as well. Well, okay, so when should I build a team and how should I build a team? And then the third question that we hear all the time is, should I add buyer agents? So there is a lot of hype around having your own real estate team. And I want you to understand what I mean by the word hype. A lot of you guys are being pressured into believing that the only way you can have real long-term lasting financial success in the real estate business is by having a team. And that's just not true. And matter of fact, I would suggest, go as far as to suggest, that the actual pursuit of having your own team will result in you having financial distress and not financial success. In other words, you're spending too much time and energy doing the wrong things because you think that the team is the secret to success. You believe that you can delegate all the hard work and delegation and adding a team and having all these people. You know, some of you do it for ego reasons. A lot of you do, if we're being honest, because you want to be able to brag about all the people that work for you. And if you're offended right now by what you just heard me say, it's because your ego is involved and you're not thinking clearly. And you need to request a free coaching call. And I'll just at least position uh, you into thinking in a different way. And by the way, the question and how I'll go about doing that will all be focused on how much money do you have saved? How many rental properties have you purchased? How much debt do you have? In other words, if the team was the secret sauce, why aren't you rich? And then you're going to have to have some moments of truth with yourself on the phone call and afterwards where you're going to realize that maybe you've been pursuing the wrong path and you've been putting all your best energies towards something that ultimately won't help you accomplish your goal, assuming your goal is to be well-off, rich, debt-free. If it's not, if your goal is to just get by month to month and have a bunch of people that work for you so you can brag about your team, well, then you've accomplished your goal. Congratulations. So, Julie, let's get back to the whole team thing because that mm-hmm. that comes up all the time, and then we can drill down on buyer agents. So when someone asks you about a team, because I'm sure you get that all the time too, what do you tell them? 
Well, I always like to start with questions because, you know, I like to know where I stand with, you know, with who I'm talking to. And I'll ask them, what is your, uh, how many transactions they've done over the past two or three years? Ask them what their biggest year was and why they think that was. And I'm looking for some level of consistency, okay? Uh, but really the answer is three months in a row, so we know that it's not a fluke. And you guys have all had sort of fluky months, right, where you had just a really big month followed by starving to death for two or three after that. So what we look for is consistency. And I look for a minimum of four real closings per month for three months in a row. But really, it should be more like six to eight before you go building any significant level of team. And I, I also ask questions to convince myself that the agent I'm talking to knows all aspects of the business that they would be plugging team members into. Okay, yes. I mean, that's an excellent point. So they spend all their time thinking that they need to basically delegate their way to success. So let's talk about buyer agents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so buyer agents. When does it make sense, or does it make sense to hire a buyer agent, and in, in, uh, in when does it make sense to hire a buyer agent versus, say, for example, referring your leads out? Well, I like to – well, part of our, our tenets of what we always coach is that I don't care who you are or how many deals you're doing. If you're our coaching clients, we always advise you, even if you're doing 200 deals a year, to personally be working with two AAA buyers at all times, no matter what, so help you God. And there's many reasons behind that, but that's sort of the basis, that even if you have buyer's agents, you're still going to work at least two buyers yourself at all times. Now, when to hire them? Well, I have found that until you're cranking maybe 50-plus transactions a year, and I think it depends a little bit on average sale price and commission and some other factors, but generally, it's best to just refer them out and follow up on them and keep track. Charge your 25 to 30% referral fee to agents that you trust who you know will get the deal done. After that, you know, it depends when and how you want to hire buyer agents, but I would start with that first. The key for long-term lasting success, guys, is learning how to be a listing agent, not getting stuck on the really the buyer agent, buying buyer agent uh, hamster wheel buying buyer uh, leads hamster wheel, rather. So that's what you guys fall, yeah, find I, I mean, if you're, falling into. <laughs> a lot of people are spending so much money to create a, quote, buyer pipeline so they can split the commission with their, quote, buyer agents, where if they really figure out their cost per transaction after paying their broker fees, their splits, the lead in the first place, and the buyer agent, I mean, really, wouldn't it be better to just work one or two buyers yourself? Well, again, it gets, back, it gets back to almost <laughs> yeah. professional peer pressure in some environments, right? Form your well, team, gather buyer leads. But, you know, Julie, that is true. When we talk to somebody who's selling 100 or 200 houses a year, and we then ask them about, you know, essentially the profitability of his, uh, of his or her company, it always comes back to the same thing, you know, when you're looking over their expenses. And, guys, if you want this type of experience for us to sort of do a diagnostic report on your business, just request a free coaching call, free coaching calls for agents.com. But what almost always happens is when you start doing the math and you start looking at where they're spending money, you it's it, it's amazing how much money they're spending on buyer lead generation. In other words, mm-hmm. they've got this little army of buyer agents that are working for them. Some of these guys selling, you know, 2, 300, 400 houses a year, and then, you know, they're buying the buyer leads for the buyer agents. And as Julie just said, you start doing the math on how much profit they're actually making off each buyer side. Because really the way you got to do it is you got to figure almost like individual profit and loss statements for every aspect of your business. 
There's a profit and loss statement off working on the seller side, a profit and loss off working on the buyer side, and you kind of just kind of figure out where to go from there. But on these buyer agent transactions that you guys are, so many of you are wasting time and energy trying to create, you will do maybe, if you're lucky, have a 20% net, maybe maybe 30% just depending on how you've got it worked out with your broker and whatnot, and you would be way better off if you just you know, recognized in your marketplace who the top three or four buyer agents were, agents that have no interest in working with sellers who love working buyer age, uh, with buyers and are brilliant at it, and just start referring your buyer leads off to them. And you can even do it like a round-robin thing, like the BPO companies do. Send out one right. you know, email, and whoever gets to it first gets to it. So the, right, the and here's, here's get, where the breakdown happens, too, is a lot of agents will just send out that referral, pray to the real estate guys that someday they'll see a check. You've got to follow up on that and let those agents know you take it seriously. Those are the agents that get paid on the referral fees. That makes a difference, what, too. But go ahead. At the end of the day, what we're going to be focusing on when you request your free coaching call, free coaching calls for agents.com, is what we can be doing specifically to make it so that you have an extraordinary return on the time and effort that you're spending in your real estate business, an extraordinary uh, return on what you're doing with your life. You are already putting in the effort. It's time that you start seeing the results. Doesn't that make sense? If you've been in the business for two, three, five, ten years, at this point, you should be significantly further down the road in terms of finances than you probably are. You need help. You need an intervention. That's what a free coaching call is. So go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And, Julie, we're about out of time. So you guys have a brilliant weekend. And what are you going to do now as your homework? Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And I believe both Julie and I have openings for the following week for those of you who are ready for a free coaching call. Have a brilliant weekend, and thank you for supporting Real Estate Coaching Radio. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.